It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's May 31st, 2023. Hope everybody had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. I know the Kicking Out podcast, we enjoyed watching Double or Nothing. We're going to be breaking down, giving our thoughts on that pay-per-view, and of course reviewing tonight's AW Dynamite, which took place in San Diego, California. I'm Tanner Lee. Co-host Austin Shepard's here in the house. Our other co-host, Paul Zartman, will be coming and joining us momentarily. Shep, how's it going besides the fact that you don't have gold above your head tonight? Either do you. <laughs> You're right, I don't. It might be swimming in Lake Manitou right now, for all I know. It could be swimming. It's not at my house. But I am the new KOP Predictions champion oh, by yeah. a score of 42 27, Shep, and 25 by Paul. Maybe that's why Paul hasn't joined us yet tonight. I mean, his score so low, he shouldn't even get an opportunity <laughs> to win it back. <laughs> hmm. Do I give him a shot at Forbidden Door? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Actually, if you would have saw my score from Forbidden Door last year, you wouldn't want to. You just want to take me on. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, no, it was uh, – it was an interesting pay-per-view. Um, what, what were your overall thoughts of the pay-per-view? I I thought, in particular, it was probably the second worst pay-per-view AEW's put on behind 2020 All Out. I don't think it'll ever get worse than that one. If you remember, that one was the one that Matt Hardy got hurt, and they kept going, and just one thing after another that night. Yeah. Um, with I mean, that said, I didn't think it was an awful pay-per-view. It was just I hold AEW pay-per-views in that highest standard, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think we all knew going in the four pillars match, <clears throat> MJF gonna is not gonna drop that belt, right? You know, right off the bat, um, that match was okay. Um, the Christian Cage Warload match was okay. Um, the buy-in match of the Hardys with Hook um, against the Guns and Ethan Page, man. Jeff looked awful. They said that was a planned spot, that whole botch of him uh, twisting faith and going up. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I will try to – I'll try to give him some slack because it was the first match he's had in a year. 
but that was rough to watch. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. There was there's some there were some entertaining spots. There's some entertaining <laughs> matches, but yeah, overall. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't even started talking about hockey yet. Yeah, yeah. It, as Major said, it was his first match after a long time. It was his longest break away from professional wrestling since he broke in in the nineties. Yeah, but so, I mean, I will yeah, give him some slack, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. <laughs> I I thought the uh, blackjack battle royale was really fun, especially with the exchange with Orange and Swerve at the end. Um, I really liked the Pillars match. I thought that was a match of the night, in my opinion. I thought all guys looked really good, especially Sam and Guevara. I thought he came out of the night looking pretty good. And I enjoyed the anarchy in the arena match, but how could you not be entertained by that? That's just off-the-wall entertainment there. Yeah, it's it's just a match full of, of spots. Um, Major wants to know our opinions on the Adam Cole match, and I was going to bring that up next, so that's perfect yeah. timing. And that, that led off the pay-per-view. Right after the Battle Royal, yeah. Yeah, so. I didn't like it. I just, it just didn't click for me. I don't know. It just. I don't, I don't picture, um, well, let alone Adam Cole. I don't picture Chris Jericho. And I know we've had matches with Nick Gage and, and all that. I just don't picture him as a. I'm going to say a hardcore wrestler. So when he right. decides to do these matches, it just doesn't fit him. You know, I, I'm used to the Chris Jericho, um, the Lionheart Chris Jericho, where he was an in-ring performer and, and did it that way. Um, and then when he did the New Japan stint, where he got a little bit of hardcore in there, but – he really took it in the ring. So that's the fan of Chris Jericho. I am the, yeah, when he does these. Yeah. I understand from a storyline perspective, why they made this an unsanctioned match, but I just don't think it fit for this show. Have an unsanctioned match when you're already having an anarchy in the arena, anything goes type match. Yeah. I don't think they both fit. I don't think they both fit on the card. Um, yeah. But um, I thought they made up for it tonight, in my opinion. And I know there's people out there that did like that match the other night and not ripping anybody for that. I mean, everybody's going to like what they like. Um, uh, the Warlow-Christian Cage match, I enjoyed. Like you said, it was okay. I enjoyed the Warlow-Swanton uh, bomb. I thought that's pretty impressive for a big butt guy. I mean, we knew he could do it, but to do it off a ladder onto a table, pretty impressive. Would you do that? Oh, God, I, I can't even do a flip off the diving board. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could get myself to flip off a ladder, if, but if somebody let's let's throw out a realistic amount here, if somebody gave you five thousand dollars, would you try it? I probably would try it, knowing that there's just tables, tables and a very thin mat underneath, right? But and knowing that probably half that five thousand is going to go towards a hospital bill. <laughs> uh, but uh, I thought the FTR uh, lethal Jarrett match was fun. Um, it had a lot of run-ins, but I thought it fit that match. Um, Karen Jarrett, I, man. Ooh, guitar shot on Aubrey. You couldn't give that match a a serious professional wrestling match, and here's the reason why. is because if you're going to do a serious professional wrestling match, 
FTR versus Lethal and Jarrett doesn't mesh well. So to have the side action, I think, made the match a little bit better. Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of like leave Karen Jarrett out of it. I know she showed up the other week and then she's here now. She's a heat magnet. Yeah, but I I don't I don't care for her. they don't need her. They don't need her. You're right. They don't need her. Um, now, yeah. Uh, what he said, you don't touch Aubrey. Aubrey. No, that that was a good guitar shot too. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't mess with Aubrey. Mm-mm. That's a way uh, to get heat amongst the fan base. But, but I thought the women's matches, um, Hater and Storm. I understand, you know, Jamie Hater's legit injured, so she couldn't do a proper match. So that's why they had to go that route to get the title off of her. Um, I thought Taya and Jade was pretty good. They yeah. shit, they shit the bed there. I, I understand bringing Statlander back, and right. I enjoy that. Right, but you don't build a feud like they did with Tyra, and then and that and then, then that's how you get the belt off of her. Yeah, I know it cost me freaking stupid belt back then. Yep. To be right up here, mm-hmm. women's matches did, um, but yeah, I, I didn't like that. Um, not that I don't like the belt on her, right. I didn't like the way they did it. I wish it would have been more. I I, I, I get bringing her back, you know, for the pop and everything. The surprise element. It was kind of like a WrestleMania 9 type thing. You know, remember when Hogan beat Yokozuna after Brad, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I kind of wish it was more of a build with Statlander and Jade there, especially after Jade went 60-0. Um, but it sounds like Jade's going to take some time off. We'll we'll see her back by all in, I'm sure. And Hater hopefully is back by all in because I think she'll get right back in the title picture because that's kind of why they're building that story too. I mean, that's she's from England, so that'd be huge for her. Um, all right, real quick because it's getting warm. Oh yes, what are we drinking tonight, Chef? So, so last week we did a, a high noon review. Yes. So our local. Local lovely liquor store <laughs> had a stockment of the goat, the pineapple high noon, and I bought them out. <laughs> the lady even made a comment to me, like, You're taking all these. I was like, Do you have more in the back? She goes, Let me look. She had one four pack in the back. I was like, I'll take it. She goes, Well, there's none left for anybody else. I said, I don't care. I don't care. So um, I got money. <laughs> it's the pineapple high noon. Um, what a sound. Yeah, it is. It kind of, <laughs> Daddy Magic saying yeah. I could cut I could cut through this computer screen. Uh, your dog liked it too. Uh, but yeah, no. Literally, I have talked about this door. This this is this is gonna get a really high score. Nine point eight out of ten. That's pretty high. Pineapple High Noon's the best. Um, it is a seltzer, but it's really vodka and fruit juice, and they put a little carbonation in it. So it technically is a seltzer. Like Trulies, uh, White Claws, those those stuff are for the uh, sorority girls. Let them <laughs> uh, Literally. Now, once, there's two brands that we're waiting on Indiana to get. 
and I don't I know this is not a, a drinking liquor podcast. That's all right. Happy Dad Seltzers. Okay. And Good Boys, which is endorsed by my all-time idol, John Daly. John Daly. Um, those once those are released in the state of Indiana, I will have them on the podcast. Those are supposed to be amazing. But as of right now, we are drinking the goat. And then we're going to chug this real quick, and then we're going to go back to our regular schedule. <laughs> regular, regular scheduled, uh, <laughs> television show. But anyways, I just I had this sitting uh, super ice cold in the freezer real quick. I wanted to drink before it got warm. Nine, what did I say? Nine point eight. Nine point eight. Nine point eight. Nine point eight. Leaving room just in case because Happy Dads and Good Boys are supposed to be that damn good. I'm leaving room for that nine nine. Little little wiggle room there. Little, little wiggle, wiggle room. room. So. Uh, we had another comment here. Uh, let's see. I lost my – oh, there it is. Lost my spot. Uh, Majin, back to the TBS championship. He said, that's just it. It worked because Jade got more and more cocky the longer the street went. She called plenty of people out the longer it got. She called out anyone else after being Taya, and it cost her her precious title. Yeah, she did get pretty cocky. Yeah. Um. But I'm, I'm ready to see her in the – main title picture but i think i've been saying that you have for a while or pay-per-views ago but she's got the look i they gotta be working with her. what so and we'll get more into this later you know the title of our podcast tonight cm punk is back and i think even though it's probably not Likely, I think we could agree that the two biggest matches AEW could do at All In would be either Punk against Omega or Punk FTR against the Bucks and Omega. What would you say is the biggest match AEW could do on the women's side for All In? Ooh. I mean, is Hater in the mix there because of however she is, and especially in England? Yeah. You would have to. I mean, she's from England, right? Right. Yeah, and and so so Soraya. Right. So you could think that could be involved at, at, at some point. Um, yeah, I guess you got to have those two involved. You know, Tony Storm is she Australian or New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. Just just by the accent, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't know how you could have a Soraya versus uh, um, Hater, but for the belt, that, that would be some type of odd transfer, but I mean, that would be the best case scenario. And Major brings up a good point. You have to have the end to the lead BCC feud first before doing anything with CMFTR. Um, I think I think we'll see an end to Blood and Guts. I just don't know when they're going to do the Blood and Guts match. But we got till August, right? Yeah, August twenty seventh, I believe. Yeah, we have till August, and or you could do Outcast original. Because I've been saying for a long time, I think the women's need a blood and guts match. Well, you can do both. You could do both. Doubt, yeah. You could have a women's. You could have a women's and a, and a men's. Yeah, and make the whole show. And that there's no, that there's perfectly fine. Because cause when you do Blood and Guts, if you, remember, if you remember correctly, you have to have an arena that can have two rings, two cages. Yeah. Special setup. So I'm sure they already got it planned. They just haven't announced anything yet. So Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
AEW doesn't do long time storytelling. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's what, that's what all the Twitter keyboard Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The keyboard warriors. That's what they say. Yeah. That's so. what they say. But uh, I, I still think the biggest match AW could do, but they'd have to, for, on a women's side, but they have to take their time to build it, would still be Britt against Jade. Yeah, but you would you would have to have a, you'd have to have a 30 to 45 day build. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe even a title in there. Too. I mean, when you think when I say thirty day build, that's only four episodes of Dynamite because we're gonna we're gonna promote the two top uh, females on Dynamite. That's only that's only four episodes, so you know throw forty five days in there, give them six episodes minimum. Yeah, um, for them to do that, and you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, a tag match, a trios match. Uh, in in the meantime, in those those six or seven episodes that they need to build it, but. Um, to have that type of match to promote that, to get that on that level that you're talking about, yeah, minimum five, six episodes. Major brings up another good point. He said, um, but would you want to oversaturate the card like that? We saw what happened with the Unsanctioned match in, in, in Anarchy in the Arena just this past show. Now, good point. It, it's a good point, but um, the black and yellow brand, well, they used to be black and yellow brand, now they're multicolored rainbow brand. NXT. NXT. You said it, not me. I'll say it. Um, they they used to do their war games, mm-hmm. and they'd have a war games men and, and female, and I thought it worked out well. Yeah. You lead the show off with one, and you finish the show off with one. You have five or six matches in the middle, and it it works. Yeah. So if you do it correctly, you could you could do it. You don't you wouldn't oversaturate it with 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 two blood and guts, you know you know matches there. So it, it can be done. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's the key doing it correctly, doing it correctly. So well, hopefully Paul, our other coast will be joining us soon. But we're gonna go in and talk about tonight's dynamite, which kicked off with the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Lucha Bros and Bandito. You know, I know the Death Triangle is a fun trios, but I think I'm starting to like this trios more of Lucha Bros and Bandito than I do the Lucha Bros and Pac. Yeah, I mean, Pac is Pac. He's I haven't seen him in a while. He's MIA. I don't. I don't think he's hurt, right? I I haven't read anything that he's hurt. Last time we saw him was the best of seven match. Uh, series maybe maybe we see him on collision maybe he's one of those stars that'll be making a return on collision yeah oh, yeah. Okay. that's what yeah i mean if you saw the ad tonight the ad tonight had thunder adrade miro scorpio sky i might be missing another so people we haven't seen in a while um but anyways uh, tonight tonight this was a fun opener you kind of got it, it no matter what your pro wrestling style is, you kind of got it here. If you like the hard hitters, you had the BCC. If you like the high flyers, you had the Lucha Bros and Bandito. Crowd was really hot. And kudos to the crowd tonight, by the way. Um, San Diego crowd was hot tonight. I think anything would have been hot compared to that Vegas crowd. That's what was something I meant to bring up when we were talking about Double or Nothing. That crowd was bad. And I just think it's because they've oversaturated the Vegas market the last few years. San Diego is way better. But a lot of their camera angles, especially from the corner, 
There was a lot of empty seats. There was. There was. Um, there there was a lot of empty seats. Now, there was pictures from Vegas that the arena looked really full, and and I don't I don't listen to a lot of Pat McAfee, even though I used to be a huge fan, still a huge fan, or whatever. I just don't have time to listen to his his stuff. Hmm. He came out and I yeah. don't know why he would bring up an AEW pay per view just because of his affiliation with Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, but he brought it up, and I don't know if it was just to trash them, to, to put them down a little bit, but um, wow. I, oh, there we go. So, yeah, wait, wait. Paul is here. Well, I mean, it's Paul. He's, he's present on the screen. We haven't heard him yet. Yeah, okay, I'm here. There he is. There he is. <laughs> okay. um, I... I I don't know if they, I, I, I don't see Pat McAfee just dogging another company because Pat McAfee is one of those guys where he loves everybody. Everybody should, you know. Um, but for him to say it was, what, three quarters empty? Yeah, that was false. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where that came from. Maybe, maybe you know, since he's still getting a paycheck from Stanford, they say, hey, well, why don't you drop a little bomb on your show that has, you know, two million followers or whatever that the, the heck it is. So. Yeah, kind of yeah. made kind of made yeah, I mean, Pat look like an idiot, and and I, like I said, I'm a, I'm the one of the biggest Pat McAfee fans in the world. I mean, and the re- the reason being, the guy came up and played golf in Rochester, Indiana, to celebrate the the life of a of a fallen soldier here with 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 me, and I was personally involved. And like I said, Pat's a million bucks, so that was just kind of a weird comment from Pat. That's all I'm saying. Major here says, do you guys think Wheeler needs to move on from, from the seatbelt? He's in a group of tough guys, and they have all they all have impact finishes except Wheeler. And I'm glad you brought up Wheeler because I thought Wheeler Yuta came out looking out of double or nothing looking good. I mean, he was the one who pinned Kenny Omega. And then tonight, he picks up the win with the pinfall. Did you notice on commentary, that's all he talked about was Wheeler. How Daniel Bryan has been working with him, and it's Wheeler. Daniel's Wheeler. pushing him, man. He's pushing yeah, hard. So, like it almost kind of got shoved down your throat tonight. I feel like. Yeah, I thought he did that in the in the press conference, the scrum the other day that night too. But that's a good thing about Daniel Sindo. That's why I think when his contract's up with AEW, he'll resign, and maybe oh, yeah. it's not a as busy schedule as he has now. But I think he just loves putting over younger talent and grooming the future. And that's what they're doing with Wheeler. I mean, I sent you guys right after we got off the pod last week that uh, tweet that somebody took in the arena last week in Vegas on the Dynamite show, and Moxley and uh, Danielson were slapping Wheeler around after the match. But then see him uh, get the pinfall both Sunday and tonight. So Wheeler's starting to get that big push. Yeah, and of course um... – Danielson commented on commentary of why they were slapping him around. They they didn't like his performance Wednesday night, so they slap him around to you know get their point across to toughen up, do better. Yeah, Major said, "Why doesn't Danielson give him the?" Uh, uh, I can never pronounce the word, so I just say I say flying knee. I mean, he's essentially his mentor. It would make sense to pass that on. I think he did use that tonight, if I'm not mistaken. That's what he used to get the win tonight. I think. Where he hit it during the match at one point tonight. So, but no, fun opening bout. Blackpool Combat Club, of course, got the win. Um, 
Paul, uh, since you just joined us, what were your thoughts on Double or Nothing? What'd you uh, like? What'd you What'd you not like? Uh, I thought it was a good show. Um, Could have done without the unsanctioned match, honestly. Uh, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It seemed poorly placed, and it's not what I think of when I think of an unsanctioned match. It was just more of a, a hardcore match, in my opinion. Yeah, we were talking. It was just, it's kind of, it was weird, weird, not not necessarily a weird placement to really open the show, but it was more, didn't fit since you already had Anarchy in the arena. It's kind of yeah. like two of the same match. Exactly, um, and I think if it would have. And JR it, got pissed during yeah. the match. Yeah, I think if um, the Anarchy in the Arena match wouldn't have happened, this would have been your main event, and you would have seen a lot more from these two than they were able to do because of you can't destroy the ring, you can't do this, you can't do that. So it, it was poorly placed, I'll just say that. Did you guys see why JR was so pissed during that match? And Because I heard it live when we were watching the other night. And he just yelled, stupid. I'm like, what's he yelling stupid about? Well, there's a Twitter, there's an angle. Somebody took a video on Twitter that was there. <laughs> when Cool um, and Ange got thrown into the commentary, he knocked over JR's drink onto the floor. So that's what JR yelled stupid at. He was like legit pissed. <laughs> hey, and they knocked his drink. JR likes his vodka mules, so... Yeah. <laughs> if it knocked it over, that'd make me mad too. Yeah. And yeah. you don't knock over Jared's drink. He's he's a fifty year old legend or fifty year veteran of the of the He was great. He was extra grumpy the other night. Yes, he was. I could take a little edge. I like a little Jared with an edge. <laughs> it was good. It was good to hear him, you know, grumpy again. It's been a while. You know, he used to sit on commentary and be grumpy unless he got to say stone cold. So That's true. That's true. We then saw the elite shown backstage. Matt, jo- Matt Jackson says the BCC brought the worst in them. Nick Jackson says uh, one setback won't stop them. And then Hangman's interrupted by the Dark Order as they point out that Hangman's been with his new best friends. Uh, Hangman says Kenny Omega's hurt and out of the country, but he's not in Canada. It only leaves one other place. He's yeah. not going to go to Mexico. No. No. It's uh, happening soon. Um, well, I'll, during another segment, I'll, I'll point out my thoughts. It's happening soon. Hey, we got a comment here from uh, Chris Smith. This is going to be epic. Brooks, Brooks, <laughs> Brooks Kepka might be the best wrestler of our generation. <laughs> That's a little, little shot at me, I think, for calling Brooks Kepka the best golfer of our generation. Well, just a little bit. I mean, it, your your generation, my generation are different, Tanner. I know. I mean, I mean, mine's got to be Tiger Woods. Well, sure, sure. So you were you were a little younger. So. Hey, my my uh, invite for Chris to join me on my Monday podcast is still open. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Maybe maybe we can invite him to join this one. Hey, wh- whatever. Whatever works with his schedule. If we could get him to do a, if we could get him to sit down and watch a two-hour dynamite, and just yep. get his off-the-cuff thoughts, be very entertaining. Especially if he's had a couple pops. I'd like to see uh, Brooks Koepka in the wrestling ring. To be honest, after he's uh, takes a few swigs out of the uh, PJ Championship, 
I do. Trophy? The yeah. Wanamaker Trophy? He's he's ripped. Chris says those uh, live golfers do some wrestling, and he is ripped. Those live golfers do whatever the Saudis tell them to do. So does Vince McMahon. Yeah, I think the, well, the, the difference between the the live golfers and Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon only has to come over there two times a year. The True. live golfers do whatever they say three hundred and sixty five days a year. Major says Marty McSorley is the best wrestler of our generation. Totally a legend. <laughs> he is. And he is. What you know? What that was one of the first comments me and that dude agreed upon. So I appreciate that. Cheers to you. Martin McSorley is a stud. Uh, and, and, and even this, he's a hell of a storyteller. That's uh, hey, that's always important. That's important in the wrestling, wrestling business, telling stories, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, you need to be able to do that. <laughs> Maybe Marty McSorley can work backstage AEW because sometimes they can they use a little help. <laughs> sometimes uh next up we got toy shivani welcome bullet club gold to the ring jay white finally we've got jay white on the mic tonight it only took a month and a half six weeks yeah two months whatever it is i mean one of the best guys on the stick in the industry but uh he said they can agree double or nothing was an amazing night he best ricky starts is on top of the world after he eliminated both of them in the battle royal but he reminds starks that he's not the international champion as he lost just like he did to him juice robson then asked ftr why they went to aid of starks didn't make sense to him they're not friends with starks he's got no friends um then ftr came out and we got a little exchange between them and then uh, juice robinson hits your boy dax yep with some quarters Upset the head. Towards, right to the chin, too. Yeah, right to the chin. Got a little brawl between them. Ricky Starks came out to make the save, and Ricky challenges Jay White to a one-on-one match Dynamite next week. I I, I like that. They're, he said we're going to end it, so should yep. be the end of that feud. But I think I think Bullet Club Gold um, and FTR could could steal any show on any card in any promotion around this wonderful world we live in. Yep. Um, I am thoroughly in, in, entertained by Juice Robinson. I think that dude is hilarious. Um, what he did to Tony today, like like rubbing his, his comb over and stuff, you know, and, and Jay White wanted his arm around him and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, just little things like that, man, is, is it makes me chuckle. It makes me think like, all right, these guys are pretty good dudes, and I want to I want to listen to more of them. I want to see more of them. So, uh, I would love an FTR and Bullet Club Gold is what they're calling them now. Yep. Uh, uh, feud, and I think those guys could have some tremendous matches. Well, I think that's what we're gonna get. Um, I don't know when. Uh, maybe Forbidden Door. Um, the only thing with Forbidden Door, I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see Champion versus Champion. Bang Bang Gang. That's what they call themselves, too. Yeah. It's, it's because they have to use the, the gun. The guns instead, instead of the, the too sweet. Yeah. yeah. Which Are we going to get in trouble for that? Eh, cease and desist. Send the letter over. We'll frame it. Yeah. Yeah. And put it, I'll put it on my wall. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll make uh, two copies of it so each of us has our own copy of it and hang it up. 
There we go. Well, hopefully, we all get tagged in it, so we all get served papers. Not the first time I've been served papers. By the way, I'm wearing my shirt tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. She, Very I doubt, I doubt she's watching this. Serve me, fucking, serve me, fucking papers again. Do it. Go ahead. Anyway, there it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> Explicit for the night. All right, got it out of the way. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. Bullet Club Gold. I still think they need to add another member or two. Who would be I think intri- it's coming. Who'd be intriguing additions that you guys would like to see added? Mm. I got an off the wall one. Jacob Vatu. He would be a great one. Or um and I'm gonna I'm gonna butch his name. Is it Tomba Tong who just lost uh, a belt in New Japan. Tomatonga? Tomatonga. He's been rumored for Connecticut for a while, but they haven't hired anybody for months. Well, he's 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 a third cousin once removed from Roman, so. Well, Fatu's Second in the bloodline. Cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. Um, yeah, I think I think they need to add one of those guys. Uh, uh, or or one of your, your long shots is, and we don't know what the hell they're doing nowadays, is the Good Brothers. Yeah. Well, there, there, yeah. With well, AJ's back, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't tune in to Friday nights on on WWE, so I don't know what they're doing. But I was thinking within AEW, here's kind of my off the wall one, and we'll talk about this guy later. But I want to see Jungle Boy Jack Perry turn heel. I think he could be a good addition to that group. No, I don't see. I don't. I just can't see. Let it, let it marinate. Thinking about it, let it marinate. I can't see the long-haired, curly dude wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Oh, works for Juice. Juice had, and and uh, Juice to me is way more entertaining right now than Jungle Boy. Oh, he's really good on the stick too, yes. and the way he yells Ricky with that high pitch yes. voice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad they're starting to feature these guys. Like, I was a little mad they were in that battle royale, but makes sense after seeing what, what happened tonight, storyline and everything. I, I get it. So, I get it. We then got what I thought was a really good triple threat match tonight. Uh, there was yep. no, you know, I, a lot of the IWC liked this match Big Bill versus Trent Beretta and Swerve Strickland. I'm with Shep right here. If you just take away the Big Bill name, I mean, this guy's getting better and better every week. He has the look. Twitter's starting to acknowledge it. Um, people want to see him on the screen more. I saw one person saying he should be the next TNT champ tonight, which is interesting. All right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I just I wish he would go back to just being called Morrissey. But. Well, call him John Morrissey. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. The, but the Big Bill is the dumbest name in professional wrestling right now, maybe the dumbest gimmick. And there's a lot of dumb stuff out there right now. And I'm talking all professional wrestling. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And just and just wait, Shep. Soon he's going to be coming out with new music. And it's, well, well, it's Big Bill. Oh, my God. If, that, if that's the case, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I'll never watch professional wrestling ever again in my life. That that is that is that that is that is dumb. The only the only thing that might be acceptable is if he's facing um, Paul White and Paul White's Waterboy gimmick, which was Captain No Say No shows no mercy. Captain No Say No. So if we get 
Big Bill <laughs> versus Captain Osano. Like, maybe. Like, I can be somewhat entertained there. But other than that, it's the dumbest thing ever. Well, uh, Big Bill did not win the match tonight, but he didn't take the pinfall either. Uh, towards the end of the match, we saw him slam Trent to the mat, but allowed uh, Swerve to hit him with the Swerve stomp. And Big Bill was taken out. And then um, Swerve got the pin on Trent. So, yeah, Swerve, man, I know I've said it on podcast before, I think he's going to hold the heavyweight championship one. Not not within the next year, but eventually in his future with the company. I think he's that good. Yeah, I, I back that. I, I can't argue that. I can't I, argue that. I think he'll be wearing gold when we do our podcast next week after we recap Dynamite. I think he I think he beats Orange Casting next week. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yep. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, he almost did on Sunday. Want to so. put that title on the line for one match? No. Okay. No, yeah, I. Good luck. He, he's a chicken. I, mean, I, I, I don't. Okay, Paul. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna defend it at Forbidden Door, and when I retain there, I'm I'm defending it all in, and when I retain, I'm gonna defend it the very next week at All Out. So. Yeah, but think back to you know, right after that pretty little belt debuted, and it was just you and I. I was like, hey, I'll put it up against, you know, this one-off match. And you're like, nah, nah, it's okay. We'll wait. We'll wait. You win it. I'm like, hey, you want to put it up? No. We got new lineage with the title now with when Shep, when Shep joined the show last year. So, um, but good, good, uh, good win by Swerve. I forgot to mention this before the match. Of course, I was kind of waiting to mention this because we we'll probably talk about it for a little while here. Tony Khan was shown backstage tonight. We were talking about this in our text message earlier. What's the collision announcement? We said, was it going to be Return of CM Punk? Was it going to be Brand Split? Was it going to be the name of Collision? I honestly thought it was going to be the name of Collision or the Brand Split. But no, instead he says the first debut episode of Collision, June 17th for United Center, will feature CM Punk. But it wasn't the anonymous, unanimous, I should say not anonymous, unanimous cheers from the crowd. It was about 50-50-60-40. It was. And I don't know. I just, I've seen TK get excited. He did not look excited during this. I mean, even the pause, he was like, we'll feature CM Punk. And it was just like that. There was no excitement in his voice anymore. So I wonder if this is just a let's let you write out your contract, come back, wrestle, and once your contract's up, that's that. But well, well, it sounds like there's um, been a lot of paper signed to where yeah. Punk's got to make TV shows. AW's pretty much covered their ass legally in case something happens again. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, with Punk, it's probably not a matter of if, it's probably a matter of when. Oh, yeah. But with all that said... He's still a huge draw for the company. They will sell a bunch of tickets. I think Wrestling Ticks, I think, was showing. I'll look it up. Um, I was I could, can't remember where the United Center show was standing as far as tickets sold so far, but they will move more tickets now with tonight's announcement. But it was interesting with the mixed crowd reaction. But we gotta mention all we gotta remember also, they're in San Diego. That's that's Young Bucks territory. That's Young Buck country. So that'll, I mean, he's going to get the huge pop of Chicago. 
I think it'll be interesting after that, especially in Canada, because they're going to be in Canada for a good majority of July. What's the response for him there? That's that's going to be the telling point for me. Canada has has great wrestling fans. They do. Um, and they, they recognize and, and follow it closely. So I think the pops in Canada for punk will be just as good as they are and <clears throat> as they will be in Chicago. Now, I think tonight's little comment was 100% just to sell tickets. Yeah. Um, normally, remember when we got CM Punk the first time on Dynamite? You know, he it was a speculation, and they just let off the show with him. So nobody really knew. So they didn't need that name to sell tickets. Now they need that name to sell tickets because they're running United Center, which is what? 18, 20,000 people. It's it's over 20,000, but this is what yeah. I wanted to look up. WrestleTix, which go follow them on Twitter if you, do, if you don't already, at WrestleTix, because they do a great job with how many seats are open for shows, different things. Right now, the current setup for United Center is only at 8,698. They've distributed 6,921 tickets, so available tickets as of going into the night was 1,777. But I bet after tonight's announcement, those 1,777 will be bought, and they're going to open up more seats. Yeah, they'll, they'll just keep going up and up yep. for the, the taller yep. seats. So. And I'll be curious what this does for ticket sales for the Canadian tour as well, because Collision wasn't selling well there yet either. Just interested what the punk announcement does for that. So, but okay, uh, we'll all, see. All, the, all depends on what punk says on the first dynamite or the first collision. Sorry. And um, do you guys bring back his face or heel? Face, heel, face. They probably will, but I mean, it's hard to bring him back as a heel in Chicago when he's going to get cheered no matter what. MJF gets cheered in his hometown. True. The only the only reason we think MJF's a heel is because he threw vodka on a little young child. <laughs> or tequila, sorry. He was throwing out F bombs big time the other night in the match. Yeah, his mm-hmm. his yeah, his his he was screaming was he was going off the charts the other night, but I think they'll bring him back as a face. Um, who do you who would you like to see him feud with or have a match with, do a program with? Rumor is Samoa Joe. That'd be fun. Samoa Joe would be great because, I mean, I could go back and look, but I don't think they ever worked together in Stanford, did they? I think it was just they've. I think they met twice in ROH. That was it, I believe. I, say, I think day. it goes all the way back to yeah. ROH. So, you know, the, the small little um, stint that – Punk had an impact, wasn't with Joe. And then obviously Joe came back in NXT there and Punk was main roster. Then Punk had left by then. So, yeah, I mean. Chris Smith, uh, former PJ Tour player, if, if our listeners don't know that by now, he commented on YouTube, uh, Canadian Golf Tour has a hard time selling tickets. Wrestling and hockey are the main sports, apparently. PJ yeah. Tour is back up there next week for the RBC Canadian Open. Right. Yep, Michael Block got another exemption. Yeah, he uh, he got some hate on the internet this past week for some comments. Uh, he, he shit the bed. Yeah, kind of did, didn't he? I mean, I, it's one thing to be confident. That's fine. But the way he did it, not so much. K 
came across arrogant instead of confident. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Right, Paul? Yes. Yes. <laughs> speaking of speaking of a little arrogance and confidence, we got the acclaimed and Billy Gunn came out. Um, they're still going for the gold. I they, love this spot. I love this spot. Great. The way the way they the way they made it sound. Look, this guy has given the sport thirty years of his life. He's still in amazing shape. He deserves one more run. I freaking bought this hook, line, and sinker. I think it. I think it's great. Do I? Do I think they dethrone the House of Black? Not really. But if they did, I'm on board with it, and I love it. And that was a fun match Sunday. We didn't even hit on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I 100% like where they went with this little. What they get? What they get? A minute and a half there, probably. Mm-hmm. Um. And we, we didn't see House of Black tonight, but I could I could uh I could buy into this feud for the next you know three, four weeks. So yeah. Really I thought it was really well put for a minute and a half segment with guys that had their opponents weren't on the show. They weren't on the show, but they came out and got a minute and a half, you know. Well, I think they could always bank on the acclaim getting a big pop. Especially if Caster's got a rap, which he, I don't know if his line will ever get better than it did Sunday. That was an all timer. <laughs> and they're going to move merch too. Yeah, poor buddy. But yeah, I, I just like how he doesn't blur the lines. I mean, he will talk mm-hmm. about the WWE. He doesn't care. No, he, and, and usually when he does, it's a, it's a, you know, he's buried Vince more than three or yeah. four times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Caster's good. They're they're entertaining. That's what, why we watch this to get entertained. Yep. We then had a interesting wait, tag wait, team. Wait. It's not yep. real. <laughs> it's real to me. Damn it! <laughs> it's still real to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy's made a fortune off that, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, we have the interesting tag team that just works and gels of Darby and Orange Cassie versus the Gates of Agony, who are yep. starting to get more and more TV time. Um, but before we get to that match, we had uh, Shivani welcome Don Callis and um, Takeshka out to the ring. Talk about nuclear heat. Ooh, wow. This, Those guys uh, got booed out of the building tonight. This, this gave, uh, uh, gave uh, Dominic a run for his money. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Callis can barely talk. Did you guys notice he flipped off somebody in the crowd, too? After a his promo, he, yeah. he pointed out somebody that was giving him crap and flipped him off. But basically, he's saying that Takeshka is going to be the next Kenny Omega and even better. He even said Takeshka's better than Okada. That's not a mistake there. With Forbidden Door coming up, that wasn't a mistake. And the way the camera dropped to show the Forbidden, forbidden Door Forbidden Door, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, he said, Callis said this is his new family, and they're going to cut the elite out of all elite wrestling. I mean, good stuff on the mic. I mean, Dick Callis is one of the best, if not the best heel in professional wrestling, in my opinion, right now. Callis was uh, was under the tutelage of one uh, Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. And he's learned a lot, obviously, and, and bringing a lot of Paul Heyman-esque to AEW. So, I thought it was great. I think, I think, Tanner called it what 
probably three, four months ago about this with the with yeah. Okada and, and Omega. So Takeshka uh, and then um, Ibushi. If Ibushi shows up, then I got it right. Yeah. But Kenny did cut a little promo after the show the other night. Said he had two friends. Okada could be the other one. And Okada got mentioned tonight. So so the 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 Golden Lovers is is a uh, uh, Ibushi and Ibushi and Omega. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they got to even up the sides now, but I I don't think Don and Takeshka are with BCC, but yeah. they're against the elite, so they can join the BCC just for you know one night. Yeah, and I I think uh, Callis kind of alluded to the fact that they're not with the BCC by yeah. saying I'll build a new family. Yep. yep, yep. So no good stuff. I mean, they obviously the company sees a lot of promise and potential in Takeshka. I mean, they're going to strap a rocket to the kid one of these days. So it's not like when Okada was in TNA and TNA didn't know what they had in them. Right. AW realizes what they have in Takeshka. So, so. so the big thing is now we got to get Takeshka on, on the on the mic. Um, you know, his promo today was in Japanese. And then he Japanese. said English, but it was a little hard to understand, and especially with the crowd noise. And- so we got to work on that. If we're going to make him a top-level star, which he has the overmost potential to be, he's got he's got to talk. Um, like I feel, I feel looking at like uh, in in uh, Stanford days. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to call him Shaky, but <laughs> Sakamura. Uh, they call him Shaky Sakamura on uh, on Cornette's podcast, but <laughs> he like in the ring you can't you can't complain about, but he barely can talk. He barely can speak English. Un- unfortunately, when you're in the states, you got to speak English. Yeah, so Ran into the same problem with Oscar when she was cha- or anytime she's been champion, yeah. she tries at least, but. It's still it's tough. Still a learning curve for her, even. Yeah. So, hey, we've already talked about professional golf, right? Mm-hmm. John Rom, he learned to speak English listening to rap music. So maybe they, whatever it takes. Maybe yep. they need to start listening to some rap music. I don't know. Uh, Majin says he doesn't have to yet. He's got a mouse, mouthpiece right there for him at the moment. If he breaks from Don, then he'll have to. Yeah, but still, I mean, even even when uh, Brock had Paul, Brock would be very rare on the mic, but when he was on the mic, it was effective. You know. Oh, you mean he doesn't just say, acknowledge me, and then give the mic back? Not Brock. <laughs> Not Brock. <laughs> Not Brock. But... Not Brock. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, we, we got Darby and, and Orange Cassie versus the Gates of Agony tonight. It's a fun little match here. Uh, the team of Darby and, 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 and uh, Orange, of course, got the win after after Khan got hit by Stundog Millionaire and then Code Red. And then Cassie Dove taking, uh, taking out uh, uh, the other okay. one. Yep, while Darby hit the coffin drop. Uh, but after the rain, the Mogul Embassy surrounded and I knew what was going to happen. We saw the numbers game, three on two. And then we heard Steen's music, Shivani. It's Steen! Which I just happened to be wearing a Steen 
shirt tonight. Um, good to see you Stinger back. wearing that before the podcast. Yes, I was. I've been wearing it all day. Oh, okay. um, it was good to see Sting back tonight. You yeah. haven't seen him in what? A while. Yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of got away. Yeah, it was kind of after Revolution. He kind of let Darby do this build for Double or Nothing. and Well, he had that match. Him and Darby went over to Japan and had that match with the uh, Great Muda, and I couldn't tell you who the Great Muda's partner was. Um, that guy. That guy. Um, that, was, that was the last time I think I seen him perform, was, yeah. watching, was watching that match. So, you know, he's 60 some, 62, 63 years old. You know, maybe he just needs a little break, a little rest up. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice, you know, when we have seen him here, uh, for the most part of 2023, when we have seen him, he just walks out, has the bat in hand, and that's it. You know, he did a a promo against MJF um, at the start of the Four Pillars feud. That's right. And, you know, that's all we need from Sting. We don't need to see Sting get in the ring and perform every single time he's there. He can just come out and go, look, I've got a bat. Everybody runs because they know it's Sting. And that's that. Um, it's interesting. Tony Khan said the other day, he knows Sting's career's come to an end, but Sting still hasn't told him, like, when the exact end's going to be. So, I bet we get... I bet we get two to three more matches... Obviously, on big cards uh, with Sting, and, and maybe they're cin- uh, how would I say it? cinematic matches, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is okay. Um, I, w- yeah. I would think they want him to perform in Europe one more time. Yeah, on that card, it's got to be a draw. I mean, we're trying to sell what ninety thousand seats, right? Yep, uh, and they just added more too. So, I mean, there's not a bigger, there's not a bigger name than Sting right now. Major said we'll probably get Sting versus Darby with Darby retiring him. I'm all for that. I I've been saying that. I think we've all kind of said that that we want to see that be the last match he has. Could get Sting and Goldberg at Wembley. No. <laughs> Shut up, Tam. What is no. your obsession with Goldberg? Just to get those reactions out of both of you, and it works every time. <laughs> kind of every like time. Going, it, it's just kind of like me going big bail. Every <laughs> chef's gonna chef's gonna quit this podcast with talk about two bills, big bill and Bill Goldberg. <laughs> See, <laughs> as his micro, as his camera goes blank. Um, we then saw Hook head out to the ring, but he's cut off by Jose, the assistant. Says they're taking their opportunity, and Preston Vance and. Uh, Drillistico then jump hook, but Jungle Boy Jack Perry heads out with a chair in hand to make the save. So something Paul alluded to a long time ago on the pod, he liked that little team of Jack and uh, Hook, whereas they're not a tag team, but they got each other's back when needed. Yep, and that's all I wanted to see out of these guys, you know. Neither of them need to be in a tag team, but it's nice to see that, you know, they're always going to go out and save each other when it needs to be. Maybe Jack turns heel on Hook. Maybe that's his heel turn. You know, I kind of wondered that tonight. Watching, I did it. too he with the chair. Hook yeah, with the chair, and he kind of started to bring it up. I was like, uh, uh. No. But, but see, now with Hook, now that Jade has a loss, Hook's their undefeated kind of special attraction. So we'll see how For that now. plays out, even though he never defends the FTW championship. 
Well, he does. It's just never televised. That's true. Or if it is, is on Rampage. And except Rampage has a heck of a card coming up Friday night. Did you guys see that card? Yes. Four title defenses, including the AAA title, Drillistico, uh, Vikingo, and Commander. I mean, come on, come yeah. on. Then we also have Zack Saber Jr. We saw that. We saw that on uh, ROH already, haven't we? It was three luchadors, but I don't remember the combination of them. I know, I know, the Kingo. It might have not have been Trillistico. It might have been somebody else. Okay. Well, we're getting Zack Saber Jr. against uh, Action and Dreddy. Um, we also are getting what else? Uh, Will Nightingale against Emmy uh, Sakura. Now and, is is are they putting the New Japan Strong title? Yep, yep. So and the New Japan TV titles up with Zack Saber Junior, right. which I like this because Forbidden Doors coming up, so we're getting more talent coming over. Working, and we also have uh, I'm going to butcher his name, the ROH TV <laughs> champion um, Shibata. I can't say his first name. Uh, he's going to defend against Lee Moriarty. So. Let's go back to uh, Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm. That was a on-the-fly thing because yep. Mercedes got hurt. Right. Um, Which is a bummer. It would have been fun for her to be a forbidden door. So they, they supposedly made that title for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is it is it broken ankle they're talking? They yeah, really I, I, I read today they think it might be a really bad sprain, but they still haven't ruled out of a possible fracture. They're waiting for swelling to go down. It was that bad. You, you got a you got a broken foot or ankle on the fly. They make the they make the switch. Willow Nightingale, which not saying she is not deserving of that title by any means. I think she has put the work in. She's put the uh, effort in. Um, I really enjoy some of her work we've seen in AEW. So don't think it's a bad. I want to say bad call. It's not. It's not a call. It, it just happened to work out that way where they made the audible on the fly. So, you know, good for her, right? And I think I think she could do a damn good job representing that title. Yep, yep. It's going to be a great experience for her. So, so real quick on Hook, I went and looked it up. He's mm-hmm. defended the title nine times. How long has he had it though? Uh, I don't know that. Forty-seven. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is what surprised me. He's only got 30 wins. They've been pretty, but remember they were like really hot shot him for a while and then they really slowed it down and were selective when he wrestled. So. Yes. And, and his his first couple matches, they were just all quick mm. 60 second squashes. His QT. So. Uh, we then saw Tony Storm backstage. She says luck has nothing to do with her title win. She's done everything she needed to do to get this point. Nobody's good enough to carry her bags in the locker room. Which leads us to the TBS championship match. Chris Statlander, the one in 60 and one versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Paul brought up a good point in our text message earlier. Nyla always seems to get the first crack whether it's TBS championship match or world championship match, she always gets the first crack at the champions. 307 days for Hook. 307 days, okay. 
Um, we saw Statlander pick up the win tonight after uh, she connected with a jawbreaker and a 450 splash. Knew she wasn't going to lose her first match as champion, but we saw Tyler Valkyrie watching backstage and she looked mad. So I guess we're going to get a heel Taya versus Chris for Chris's first program as champion. Well, especially if if Jade's going to take some time off. Right, right. Um, yep. That, w- that would be perfect. I think those two could put on a great match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. Especially with the experience that Tyra Valkyrie has. So don't dislike this. Um, why, do, why do you think AEW throws Nyla out there? Although, you know, take that first loss. Well, she is a former champ. Is it two-time champ or at least, at least once? Um but I think that's the reason, and I think I think honestly because she's got a big following with the uh, LBG uh, T community. Um, it, it was the gal that came out on the ramp with her. Obviously, since Vicky Guerrero's gone, I think that was um, oh my gosh, uh, wasn't that um, Shafir? Wow, she, no, Shafir's not that tall, is she? Wasn't her? That girl was tall. I thought that was I thought that was her. If it is, then I'm. Who is the wife of Roddy Strong, by the way? I thought that was her, but is, is Paul looking it up? I, I think uh, Paul's looking it up. I'm looking at his I, I'm attempting to. Yeah, I could be wrong about that, but. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna try to look it up on Google while you were. Uh, you you go on. I'll I'll, I'll keep. Okay. Working. All right. Well, we we had the main event, uh, mixed tag team match. We had uh, Chris Jericho and Sharia versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. So extending the Adam Cole Britt Baker or Adam Cole Britt Baker, extending the Adam Cole and Chris Jericho feud and and Sharia and Britt Baker feud that's been going on for a while now. Um, fun match. A little sloppy at times. Little little sloppy at times. Um, but in the end, we saw Adam Cole and Britt Baker get the win. Um, the, the couple hit Jericho with uh, stereo super kicks, and then Cole delivered the boom and got the one, two, three. So Jericho back to back losses. He's he's racked up quite a few losses in 2023, I feel like. Yes, yeah, but I feel like this he, that's doing, what he wants to do. It's what he wants to do. He, he wants to, I think, he his mind in professional wrestling knows. I'm Chris Jericho. I'm a big effing name. So if I'm going to go out or if I'm going to do this, take a break, come back, whatever, I'm going to do it the right way, you know. And and he's very entertaining. He's doing it the right way. Um, I, I like this match. I thought it was one of the better matches on the card tonight. Um. I could I could nitpick it a little bit, like you said, it was sloppy in some in some points. But other than that, I, I think they delivered. They got about what they got about fifteen minutes. I think there. To end, yeah, end at the least mm-hmm. we, we only had one commercial. Was it one commercial break? We did side by side or whatever. Little so, picture in picture. Um, I didn't understand. I mean, it's being. Nitpicky. I did not understand the matching Carolina blue gear 
from Cole and Britt. I thought they were Pittsburgh people. I thought it would be black and gold. But we went Carolina blue. Well, she's Pittsburgh. I don't think Cole's originally from Pittsburgh. Isn't he? I, I thought he was a West Coast guy. Okay. He could be. I'll look it up. Uh, let's see here. I thought he was a... He's not from North Carolina is what you're saying. Oh, he's born in... Oh, he's born in Pennsylvania, but he's built from Panama City. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, I I don't know why I thought he was a California guy. I thought it was odd getting Carolina blue. Maybe maybe, uh, throw, even though they're not there anymore, maybe a callback to the Chargers, powder blue. Even though they're L.A. now. That's a stretch. I don't don't, don't like talking about the Chargers, so... it yeah. was it was Marina Shafir that company did a ring. Was it Marina Shafir? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. But she's and a lot taller than I thought she was. Yeah, I was not having any luck finding it on Twitter or Google. So yeah, Twitter. I, I was still Twitter going. Out. Twitter helped me out there. So yeah, yeah. I, I noticed apparently uh, Britt struggles to do the Adam Cole thing because she did this <laughs> during their entrance. But hey, Close. you know. Do you think he's next in line to challenge MJF? Or if not, or if not, who do you guys think should be? I think again, I want to see Cole with gold. Don't get me wrong. But he's one of those names that doesn't need it to be over, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I'm ready to see him challenge and lose for the title. We've seen I that once. Like, I know. And I think if he goes as forward again. He needs to win it. But it's just he needs it's inter- to finish the story. <laughs> it's interesting because assuming I'm assuming MGF's next big defense will be at all in. So I'm assuming it's not going to be a forbidden door. He'll he'll compete at forbidden door, but I doubt the title's on the line. And he won't compete at forbidden door. Oh, I bet Tony makes him compete. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, he's got to. He's and especially his dig at New Japan on Sunday. Now he's got to. Um, man, I as much as I like MJF, if they build the story correctly with Adam Cole, it'd be hard not to switch the belts. Mm-hmm. I understand it's too soon. Um, but, I mean, Adam Cole is over. People get behind him. He's the little guy that could. I'm not knocking on a size there, but he's smaller than MJF. Right. Um, but he can tune up the band. He did that, which I thought was weird. Has he done that before? And he's in the exact same thing happened when he tried to do it before. He kind of act like he's got to go for it, and it got deflected real quick. Yeah, I thought I thought that was odd tonight, but yep. It, oh, by it, the way, we, hey, not to interrupt you guys, and we can do it at the end. We have not had our Cody segment. Nope, I, it's, nope. it's coming here soon. Right. It's right, coming here soon. I haven't forgot. Dynamite. Well, all kind of brought that up when finishing the story. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you know, um, another thing about Cole and MJF is you could always take the title off MJF and still have him win it back before the end of the year. It would be different. It's something AEW's never really done, but you could always do that too. So, you know, the bidding war of 2024, 
if you want to play this out, whether he is signed or not, you're going to play it out. You have him lose the belt in November at Revolution, right? Full gear. Full gear. I get those so quick. Yeah. I think I said that last week. There's only <laughs> four to pick from, Shep. Come on. Well. Now there's six. Yeah. I a lot. Um, <laughs> so, going in November, you have him lose that belt then – and then put everybody on suspense, suspense. Whether or not, I think I think he is signed. But I I nobody, nobody else knows. So yeah. you have you especially have, after the press con or the media. The guy's a, he's worth he's worth a million bucks. He just. And by the way, I've not got my freaking pickles yet. Oh yeah, I haven't. I thought they were supposed to come like two weeks ago. Well, June sixteenth, I looked. Is the last, It was the was the window. I better get them damn pickles. Good, good, good Father's Day gift. Pickles. All right. I w- I'm going to open up a bet here. Who gets their item first? Does Tanner get his hat or does Shep get his pickles first? I better get my damn hat. Because <laughs> the reason I said that, because I ordered my, uh, I, I do another podcast, the TNJ Man Show, and ordered a hat. And this finally just came in the last week. So if that came in, I ordered it the same day. My KOP hat better be coming up. Well, I got a 30-day window that these pickles could show up. So Yeah, I don't have no window. It just showed up. They could literally show up tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can't get too many bets going on KOP. Shep and I already have a bet for all in going, so, with the the main event. Yeah. But... Um, what do you guys? Well, you got to refresh me on that. If if, if he if, he's had a drink since then, yeah, that's all right. If it's Punk, 14, if, if Punk, if Punk FTR versus the Elite happens, then I have to buy you a wrestling shirt of your choice. Plus, I got to take two shots of whatever alcohol you want me to take two shots of. If it doesn't happen, then vice versa. I can't wait to buy Tanner a. Maybe a Miz shirt he's got to wear. Miz. No, here's what I thought. Here's what I thought the bet was, and it can, maybe I was wrong, but I thought the winner, the loser, pays for the sh- winner's shirt. Oh, yeah. so say I want a Switchblade J White shirt, you would buy that shirt for me, and then I get to choose what two shots of alcohol I want you to take as punishment on the podcast. Which the alcohol thing is is a benefit to me. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Did, did you understand that, Paul? Is that how you took it? That's how I took All it right. as well. Because right. I said I would go in with the loser yeah. half and half on the shirt. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm I'm just glad that Shep didn't stick to what he said was going to happen if Sunday turned out the way Sunday turned out. Got to refresh oh. my memory here a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, in reference to a uh, specific older, now retired wrestler. Wait a minute. Was, was I that drunk last Wednesday or what? Uh, it, it's been a couple Wednesdays ago. Oh, um, okay. But it was, uh, if, I, uh, if I came in third... I had to wear the the roadkill outfit. Oh yeah, oh. 
I don't have a hat, so we're good because it was supposed to be this Wednesday. So, haha. I forgot about that. I Please almost forget. put on my white button-up shirt just for uh, kicks and giggles, and then things went south tonight, so that didn't happen. Well, I maybe mean, next can, Wednesday. We can still get you that hat. I mean, you got the beard rocking, so yeah. All right, what do you guys give Dynamite tonight rating? Um. I, I know everybody kind of harped on a little bit. I didn't think it was that bad of a show. I'm going 7.1. Uh, I am a little higher than you, Shep. Uh, I, I came in at a 7.6. I'm going 7.3. So we're all kind of in the ballpark. I thought, yeah, no, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, nothing huge. I mean, the headlines got to be the announcement of Punk no matter what. So. Yeah, it didn't matter what else happened tonight. That no. was the takeaway from tonight's Dynamite. I, I was a little disappointed we didn't get any early bills for Forbidden Door. But well, well, little, there's some seeds, but there's some seeds. Last year, fine. If you guys remember last year, this was the show that Punk broke his foot by yeah. jumping stands. But there was the build for him and um, um, Tanahashi right away, and the which never came to fruition, unfortunately. So, yeah. Uh, wrestler of the night. Paul, lead us off. I'm going to do it. I've been talking about she was going to do it when she came back for months. Chris Statlander. It's fair. Good one. Good one. Um, I'm going with, and you guys, I'm going. I'm going with pockets. I he's he's your go-to guy anymore. And I used to just harp on it. That's the best part of this. Yeah, the the way they portrayed that match with with the um, bigger guys just dominating the first, you know, five to eight minutes. Um, and you're really thinking, man, there's no way that Darby and, and, and Pockets can come back. And they do. And Darby just – I mean – I almost picked Darby because the way he threw his body around, which we've talked a hundred times on this podcast, he throws his body around just like he doesn't care if he wants to walk by the time he's 40 years old. (laughs) Um, But I thought Orange was just equally as good, if not a little bit better. Um, Yeah, so I'm going with with taped up pockets. Taped up pockets. Because he's had a lot of tape on his back and shoulders of late. I thought there was a lot of people you could pick from tonight. Um, Wheeler Yuta could have been a candidate. Big Bill. Now, now, now was Wheeler Yuta the candidate just because Brian was just putting him over on commentary? And he picked up the win for his team. Which you knew was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, they're they're really, like I said, trying to push him. I mean, not only everything we've already talked about, but uh, uh, AEW's got a a line of their wrestling figures, a blood and guts line. And he – He's the next in line for that, which, I mean, if you're getting that figure, you're in for a pretty good push, I feel like. Um, I'm going Swerve Strickland, though. The guy Orange is going to face next week. Picked up the win triple threat, and I think he takes that international title off Orange next week. You think they're going to do a title change of that belt yep. on, a, on a free show? Yep. That's how he did the first time. It's pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it wouldn't hurt Orange. I mean, Swerve's a pretty good 
pretty good talent. And no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt Orange because Orange has had a run the last. Oh my gosh, what? he's defended that title six months. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think he won it in November. I think so. Yeah. So, um, in case the listeners don't know, Tanner and I are in a. Uh, aw fantasy league uh shout out to aw matrix for Mm -hmm. that one he's been handling this he's getting it quicker and quicker each and every week he does Uh, incredible job (laughs) as of uh the end of dynamite tonight uh tanner you are still at 22nd i am at 19th I don't know why I got clear of the third at one point. I don't know. I, 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 I filled the twenties and I cannot get out of the twenties. I don't know. And I even made some acquisitions. Um, there's... Uh, yeah. Gee, look, I should have kept the one person I had and then I'd be climbing the rankings very quickly, but Hey, I, you know, didn't know when she was coming back. So right. maybe on my next uh, round, I'll be switching that out. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting with the addition of Collision coming up, and you know, of yeah. course, Dark and Elevation aren't a thing anymore, so those don't go into the rankings like they or the the fancy points like they used to. So, uh, no, he does have some um, unaired matches. Yeah. Setups in yeah, there. Yeah, there still are dark matches at these shows. They're just they're just straight actual dark, dark matches, matches, not for right. the show dark. But. Also, live events. There's two live events mm-hmm. going on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, down in uh, Mississippi and then Alabama, I believe. So, anything can happen, Tanner. Yep, yep. So, as long as I'm ahead of you, I don't care. As long as I got the KOP predictions title, I don't care. Hey, so. look, I'm ahead of you in our fantasy. Tanner, where's, where's my the first... title at? Where's, well, where's well, it's not in my house, so it might be in the lake. I don't know. I, I heard it yeah. fell into water today. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I tried to jump in and save it. I can't swim, so. Yeah, that thing uh, weighs just enough that it's going to sink to the bottom pretty quickly. Yeah. Throw it in like Stone Cold through Angle's Metal into the, I don't remember what river that was, but well, wasn't, body water. Wasn't it, wasn't it Rock throwing? They both did. The rock through the, yeah. Was it, still, it was an intercontinental belt then, back then, wasn't it? I thought it was St- Steve Smoking Skull belt. Need through. Was it? Okay. I thought but so many things have been through thrown the intercontinental in. belt in the river, including Edge. Remember when Cena threw him in the Boston Harbor? Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Speaking of the WWE, it's time for our weekly. So, what do you want to talk about? Segment where we talk about the guy in the picture behind me, Mister Cody Rhodes. Another good promo from the from the Coatster on Monday night, extending his feud with Brock Lesnar. He took a loss at the hands of Brock Lesnar over in Saudi Arabia at the Night of Champions. But Cody didn't tap, even with a with a broken wing, as Shep said last week on the pod. He passed out. Yep. So it's one-to-one. Rubber match is going to happen. Where's it going to happen? We're not sure, because that's one thing Cody said. He listed all the dates. He said, well, he listed a few of them. He said, I'll be posting them, which he did today. So he, he today. told Brock he's ready to fight whenever, wherever. So good, good promo yeah. like always. Uh, yeah. Except there, there's one problem. It's hard to keep up when Cody's constantly doing this. Here I know you gotta bounce between all seventy-five cameras. I know. I know. But the dude is over no matter where he goes. His song mm-hmm. by Downstate, Fort Wayne's own Downstate, is uh, over. 
it's it's crazy how much that song has hit in WWE compared to AEW. Yeah, they sing it in WWE. So, so, I mean, we're we're building this feud till SummerSlam, is what I'm guessing, right? It's either you do it at Money in the Bank or you do it at SummerSlam. I don't know which one. Well, and they they, they talked about him winning Money in the Bank. Um, but they already started having qualifying matches and he's not even in the not even in the picture right now. Right. So Majin with the BT shout out of adrenaline in my soul, something something Cody Rhodes. Yes. <laughs> that was a classic. That's how that goes. Classic clip. Maybe if he gets in the money bank match, Brock shows up and costs him that. That sets up their SummerSlam. Yeah. If they don't do Cody and Reigns at SummerSlam, then that's that's probably going to be your WrestleMania 40 match, Cody and Reigns. So you you think we can? You got to get all through a lot of other stuff. But. You think we can uh, continue um, sustain this this pop that Cody's on, and I think everybody loves him. Everybody's behind him, so he's gets he gets the pops. You think? We could do that for the next seven months, seven, eight months, right? Till WrestleMania 40. My one main concern, if you hold out that long, would be doesn't it get pretty predictable at that point that Cody's got? But we all thought it was going to happen at WrestleMania 39, and it didn't. But doesn't it even get more predictable if he gets the rematch at WrestleMania 40? Well, yeah, but I mean. But it's about creating moments. Yeah, but you know, with with the bloodline crumbling storyline that's going already on right now, um, I want to see more now than I did previously. Roman versus The Rock. Just I want to see Roman go on this crazy downward spiral because everybody's turning against him he can't do this he can't do that yada 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 then the rock comes in and you know roman's yelling and screaming at everybody thinking he is the best and then the rock steps in to kind of you know smack him around and say "Uh, remember there's other people in this bloodline that are better than you what about this what if we get the rock takes the belt off of roman SummerSlam? And then we we elevate it even more. Cody doesn't beat Roman because that's below him. Cody beats The Rock at the next WrestleMania. But The Rock's never going to be around from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. That's the problem. You do have the secondary title now, though. Seth's title. You, you do, but you could. You yeah, could he's string the first out. ever world heavyweight champion. You, you, you could string it out. We got SummerSlam, Rock. Rock takes the belt. He shows up at Survivor Series. He shows up at Royal Rumble because we're going back to old school pay per views before we had every the monthly the shit. B shows. Yeah, yeah. So Rock could make three or four appearances leading up to WrestleMania, and then how would I mean? What a story! Cody takes it off the Rock. That's even bigger than Roman Reigns. I'm telling you right now, it's even bigger than Roman Reigns. But, but would the uh, movie companies let Rock wrestle that much? Well, 
I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah. four, time, four times in a year. Yeah, but the dude hadn't wrestled four times in the last decade. Well, yeah, but he, <laughs> he pumps a lot of iron. And oh, I eats, know. Eats a ton of shitty sushi and drinks a bunch of half-assed tequila. Yeah. So. And, and here's the thing. It would do WWE good if that was the case because the rocks everywhere. So those titles would then go everywhere. And I mean, it is would, there a bigger movie star than the rock right now? No. Exactly. And, and it would, it would put some good light on WWE for a change instead of all the negativity that we've been seeing here lately. Even though I'm a big rock fan, I will argue that Dave Bautista is the better actor. I think Dave's really coming on as an actor. He he challenges himself from a role perspective more than Dwayne does. He does. He gets into the character a little more. Um, Dwayne plays a lot of the same, similar characters. Yes. Yes, whereas Batista... Dave's kind of all over the place. ...went from being Drax to some serial killer cult leader. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, um, Knock at the Cabin? Yeah. And he's also in uh, Doom? Yep. So. Yep. Majin's agreeing with me. Batista's the best wrestler turned actor. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne plays himself all the time. Uh, especially in that show that he's got, you know, uh, Little Rock. Obviously, Young Rock. Young Rock. Obviously, they didn't watch uh, China and uh, Tammy Lynn Sitch or whatever, Sonny. <laughs> they they were actresses. <laughs> KOP's going dark side of the oh. ring here. <laughs> Woo. What, we're going to hit the explicit rating tonight. So. Uh, great great but, episode of the Dark Side of the Ring last night. I, I have not watched, watched it yet. yet. No, me neither. Oh. But, it, but, but I've heard it's good, though. Yes. Very good. When we are talking about uh, Dwayne, remember he did play a fairy once upon a time. He did. Yeah, but what what was that movie Triple H was in that the WWE produced? Like that. Blade? No. Triple H. Uh, the, like, are we there? Not are we there? No, yet. it was um, like a school movie. It was like a principal or yeah, something. Like a counselor. Was, that was he's awful. A teacher. Yeah, that or something. I don't. Know. I didn't. I didn't see that one. And, oh, and remember God. the I, the Miz was the Marine. Sure Miz and, and John Cena were both in the Marines, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. weren't those weren't bad movies. They just weren't good movies. The I mean, Chaperone. That's what I was thinking. Thank you. The Chaperone. Thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, he was in Inside Out too. And I got to put this one up for for, for Majin, too. <laughs> uh, I'll let that comment speak for itself. Uh, we are, we're taking a turn on the KOP tonight. Well, what about, uh, you know, the, the people who aren't watching this on YouTube, Tanner? How are they going to know what that comment said? All right. I'll read it. I really don't care. He said, I mean, China was good, but she ain't no Angela White. There you go for all the audio listeners out there. Do not Google the, who Angela White is unless you're <laughs> yourself. I mean, I mean, she's shown. She's her own. She's her own media page, I'm sure. <laughs> That's true. You know, and, and let's, I mean, while we're going there, don't forget Cody's got a sister who's an actress as well. 
Oh my god! No, <laughs> no that, that was that was brought up on a I think the Full Sin podcast. Yeah, that was on Logan Paul's. No, podcast. no, not Full Sin. Logan Paul's, which yeah. makes me even more pissed. But um, same last name, no relation. But yeah. no, the Full Sin podcast guys are are good. I, I like those guys. Um, Logan Paul is. <laughs> he's Logan he, Paul. Yeah, even though he's. An athletic performer, um, not a, not a fan. Whatever. No. But good stuff from Cody um, and shit for Cody Brock three. I I like watching Brock Lesnar matches. I know he's a part timer or whatever, but dude's intense and his matches are always unpredictable. They're always exciting. They always have an edge of your seat. At least they do for me. So. And. I, I will say I've never been a huge Brock Lesnar guy. I, I've gone on the record saying that. Um, but as his health's gotten bat- better, he's gotten better again in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he first came back to wrestling, it was just Suplex City, F5, Punch. That was it. Right. That's all he did. Now we're seeing more and more from him. Well, I think people forget Brock is uh, he's not he's not a young buck. I mean, he is. No, I know he's not. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, with the shape he's in and everything, he's, he's got to be close to fifty, doesn't he? Forty-five. He'll be forty-six in July on July twelfth. So, mark yeah. it on your calendar and remember to wish Brock a happy birthday, or he'll come kick your ass. <laughs> eh, he unchecked. He he lives out in the. He has two houses: one in Canada, one in Minnesota, Dakota's out in the boondocks where he doesn't even get cell reception. So, on that ranch. Yeah, yeah. So. Any other thoughts or any other rabbit holes you guys want to go down the world of professional wrestling, AEW related or not, tonight? I don't have any. <laughs> I'll think of something probably after we get off the air. But Well, I, I do have one. I have one more question, oh, I guess. Lord. It's double or nothing. I said okay. fill in the blank. In your guys' opinion, blank came out of double or nothing as a bigger star than they went into double or nothing as. Ooh, man, that's rough. You could add a couple different names to that. Ooh, yeah. Um, a bigger star. Mm-hmm. Just because he was involved in the main event, Takeshna. Yeah. Yeah, that's by far one of the bigger ones. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. That's just a lot you could say. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with I mean, you could say Yuta from the main event. I mean, pinning Kenny Omega is a big deal. Yeah. But you could say Statlander. Because you knocked off Jade and won a title. But who I'm going to go with and losing effort, I thought Sammy Guevara. I thought Sammy was really good in that Four Pillars match. And congratulations to him and Tay also for their pregnant, having a baby. They announced it to the world. Interesting she way to do it. pregnant once. Yes, yeah. she did. Yes, she did. So uh, Makes sense why they but, uh, may not have wanted to go defend those mixed tag titles now. But I thought he was really good. And I like the spot where they all hit their mentor's finish. That was pretty yes, cool. Yes, that was, that was a good cool. spot. That was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. No, they, they, they made a comment of MJF 
hitting the crossroads. And they said Cody Rhodes. I mean, they they don't shy away from that. I love that. So, which makes me think there's still a good relationship with him and Tony. I mean, I don't. I still think there's more to the story that we'll probably ever know. But I think it comes down to money. I really do. And and not that Tony doesn't have the funds. I don't think he could offer what. When it comes down to money, I I do know from Zach Call, who's the leader lead singer of Downstate, from his interview with Chris Van v- Van Vliet, he did say there was a point they were ready to walk away, um, and because um, with the whole discussions with Cody was having with WWE, they were ready to walk away from the table with Kingdom, because that's their song. They wanted to get some kickback from it, you know, like I don't blame like them. like the uh, um. Uh, Living Color does when Call of Personalities played some of these other bigger bands. So they wanted to kick back. And on the call, it kind of got silent for, he said, for about 10 seconds, which he said felt like the longest 10 seconds of his life. And Cody, Cody finally spoke up and he said, if Kingdom's not coming with me, I'm not coming. And he said that was like a huge moment for them because he, he said then that meant Cody was in their corner no matter what. Because he had to told them that wherever he went, he wanted Kingdom to go. But until he actually said that, that kind of solidified it to them. And that just, you know, kind of solidified that the American Nightmare was coming to the WWE. And they weren't going to mess with anything that he had created since he left in 2016. So, kind of cool backstory there. Yeah. Uh, we got a few more comments here. Uh, Major said he also mentioned Darby. Although he got pinned, he's probably going to be the next challenger. MGF did bring Darby up tonight in that, that promo he did. Mm-hmm. Or that was taped over the weekend, I think. And he also said, Cody also said he wanted to win the world title too, but Cody did that to himself. Yes, we could we could have a podcast within his own where Cody went wrong in, in the AEW, especially in the year of 2021. I'm still saying heal Cody. That's how you do it. You have him come out you know, when he's done in WWE. If he decides to go back to AEW, he comes out as the American Nightmare. Everybody's singing along with him. They're having a good time. And he starts out all happy-go-lucky Cody, and then he turns it to, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. I made a stipulation when I was here the last time, and I normally don't go against my word, but this time I am. I'm challenging for the title. Boom. Solidified him as a heel. And I really think in 2022 we were going to get heel Cody, which in his words, he – says he viewed himself as a heel because he's yeah. doing by not turning heel he was doing what the fans the opposite opposite of what the fans wanted him to do but well because he tried it once yeah so cody comes out one night with black hair instead of that blonde hair mm-hmm. it makes the turn yep yeah and and he tried that when he came back the one time but none of the fans picked up on it well, so he well, went right back to the blonde and that that was at the Brody lead feud which there that was Daly's place there too that didn't help yeah. either so yeah i which, think if he tried it again it'd go over now but and i know i was talking to you guys you know he felt like a big deal in 2019 aw even in 2020 cuz he had the feuds with mjf lance archer for the tnt title brody lee and then darby and then 2021, he just kind of got off the rails. I mean, we saw him in programs for the for the brass ring, uh, then the Anthony Gogo that was that didn't hit. And then the last time we saw him on pay per view was that full gear. He was in a eight man tag match. Yeah, with Malachi, Adrade, some other guys. So he just was kind of all over the place. I'm sure he was three time TNT champ, but 
I understand why he went to WWE, you know, probably for a bigger payday. And look what, in the main event picture, I mean, look where they have him. So, um, and the major says, Homeland, Homelander Cody wrestled and talked as a heel, but tried to be a face. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, anything else before we wrap up tonight's pod? No, I'm good. All I got is Tanner. If you want to get some scuba diving gear, the, the belt's over there in the channel. I'll, I'll, I'll bring my snorkel on Friday. Yeah, about 12 feet deep. I'll bring my snorkel on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five star review because well, we Dave are. Dave says five. Yes, we are five star KOP. You could leave us six or seven stars if you really want to, but Apple if you can count five. <laughs> so, uh, you know, leave us 10. We don't care. Leave as many stars as you want, but uh, at least five. It helps us out and uh, make sure that you uh, continue to get the Kicking Out podcast every week when it comes out. Don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com. It is your place to go for all of your KOP merchandise. Support a great podcast and look great doing so. And don't forget to follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 Follow the KOP Predictions champion, Tanner Lee, at With that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.